0: Welcome back to How To Talk To Weirdos. This is the podcast where we talk about communication, especially communication between people who may be on the ends of the bell curve. If you think of the way people communicate as a bell curve, if you're right in the middle there, communication's a little bit easier, but when you go out to the edges of that bell curve, it gets more difficult. So this is the podcast for people like me who have to learn to communicate with people who are in the middle. This is episode 30. I'm very excited about it. We are going to have some changes and some things are gonna stay the same. One change I had recently talked about was the idea that I would do fewer solo episodes. I was going to start doing more interviews, but I found out that I've got a lot to say. And so we're not going to make that change. We're going to keep it every other week is going to be just me. And then on the alternate weeks, it'll be an interview. There are two other changes, one of which I'm already making, and it's part of this episode, and one that I'm considering and I would like to get your feedback on. If you've been listening, you know that I've been talking a lot about active listening lately. And I've put a PDF on my webpage that you can download 7 Steps for Being a Better Listener. Helps to avoid conflict or navigate conflict if you're already in it. And I've started doing workshops as well. So as I was thinking about active listening, I thought about actively listening to feedback. Feedback is something that most people say they would like, but most people don't actually like. If you're brand new in your job and you're like trying to figure your way, then of course you want a lot of feedback. But if you're pretty established in what you're doing, People often don't want feedback even when they say they do. I remember being in corporate America asking my boss, hey, do you mind if I give you a little bit of feedback on this? He said, that would be great. But guess what? He was not actually interested in that feedback. Some of it may have been the way I delivered it. Some of it is just that feedback is hard to get. It's hard to receive. It feels like an attack. It feels like someone is diminishing your abilities. And so it's hard to listen to, but it's important It helps us to grow. There are a few things you can do to help become better at receiving feedback. First thing I recommend for everyone is ask questions. Somebody gives you a feedback, ask a question. It'll do three things. It'll let them know that you're actually paying attention, which is pretty important because they probably went out on a limb to give this to you. So knowing that you're really listening is important. You may find out details. They may give you pretty general criticism. And then when you dig into that, you can find out specifically what they meant and what can, what can change. And you may have just misunderstood it the first time. They may give feedback and you may think that it means one thing, but when you ask a question, you'll find out it might mean something very different. So just always ask. Another thing I will say is you do not need to respond right then. Just because they're giving you feedback does not mean that you need to respond in the moment. You can just say, hey, thank you for that. It's a lot for me to chew on. I'm going to really work on that and, and see how I can make changes. And then consider whether or not you really should respond at all. It may be that they're just giving you feedback for your information. If it's your boss or someone that you're in a close relationship with, they may want the feedback to know what you are going to do if anything to make changes if you're not sure ask them say hey do you want feedback on what i'm going to do or is this just an fyi it's always okay to ask if you're not sure sometimes it's obvious sometimes it's not the third thing i'll say is think of it as brainstorming if you've ever been in a brainstorming session you know the number one rule is there is no wrong answer When you're receiving feedback, assume that there's a kernel of truth. In brainstorming, the thing that a person says may not be the right answer, but very often it leads to an idea built off of that. That is the right answer. And it's the same with feedback. They may not have all the background information that you have. So their feedback may not be spot on, but if you assume there's a kernel of truth in there, then it can get you thinking about, Hmm, what they said not quite right, but there is this issue and here's what I can do to work on it. So assume there's a portion that's correct. Think of it as brainstorm. Now, the other thing is when you're the one giving advice or giving feedback, try to make it easier for them to receive it. The first thing I always ask is, do you really need to give this feedback? Who is it for? Am I giving feedback kind of for my benefit because it'll make me feel good? Or am I actually doing it to help them? So stop and think, do I need to give this feedback? Is it going to actually be helpful? And if not, don't do it because it, it always causes a little bit of strain. If it's not going to actually benefit, don't bother. Just keep it to yourself. Second thing is less emotion, more facts. The less emotion, A lot of times that means don't give feedback right at the moment when an event is going on and you get into whatever it is that you want to give feedback on. Sometimes it's already emotionally charged and that is not the time to give it. They're not going to receive it. Sometimes you need to give it later when everything can settle down and then you can give the feedback. It also gives you a chance to. Think about what the facts are. If you go in and say you never do the laundry or whatever it is, that's not fact-based. That's emotion-based. If you say, Hey, for the last four weeks, I did laundry six times. You did it two times. Let's talk about that. That's much more fact-based. So taking your time writing down the facts helps you put it all together in a way that they're much more likely to be able to receive it. The third one is try posing it as a question rather than saying, here's what you should do. Make this change. Ask them, say, Hey, have you ever tried X, Y, and Z? Or would you consider or what do you think would happen if when you make it a question? And the question is kind of, how can we improve this thing? it's a lot easier for them to receive it rather than being told what to do. When you ask a question, they're answering it, and they're going to believe their answer much more than they're going to believe what you told them to do. So try posing it as a question, make it easier for them to receive the feedback. I've recently got some feedback and it was because I do emails to introduce myself to people who might hire me for speaking. And what I was thinking is I should do a short introduction video. So I put together just a rough draft. I wanted to prove the concept. So I made up an email. I did a short one minute video introduction. I sent it to my friend, Peter. And all I wanted was is the concept, right? Everything was a rough draft. And what he did was he sent me back feedback on the video itself which is not what I was looking for. So I immediately rejected it. And he did it really, really well. What he said was, Hey, you have a nice smile. I'd like to see more of it. He gave me a compliment and just encouraged me to smile a little bit more than I already was. That's a great way to give feedback. The other thing he said was use your hands more. Don't look like the engineer that you are. That was also pretty good because it was funny. I know that I'm an engineer. I know I don't talk with my hands very much. It just doesn't come naturally to me. If you're watching the video, you can see that. So he used humor to get me to hear it. And then the third thing he said was, imagine that you already know the person watching the video and you already like them. That is a great piece of advice and All three of those are wonderful. And you know what my initial reaction was? (laughs) Ha! It was just a rough draft. I didn't need that feedback. I would have made it better in the real version. And it got me thinking, but would I? Would I really? And much like brainstorming, I then thought about what the kernel was and what I can extract from it. And the truth is, I'm much more animated when I'm speaking in person to an audience than I am when I'm doing a podcast. And I started thinking about why. And it made me think of the term dance, like no one's watching. So I'm not very good at dancing. Like no one's watching when people are watching, but the flip side is true on a podcast talk, like there's an audience there. And so I started thinking about what I can change to make that more likely to happen. And I realized that when I am talking to an audience, I make slides. And the slides normally just have pictures and I talk to the pictures when I've been doing solo podcasts, I've had a script and I've sort of been reading it. It absolutely changes the energy. The other thing is that I've been sitting and when I sit, it also changes the energy, move around a lot less when you're sitting. So today, if you're watching, you'll see that I am standing and you will also see that there are slides rather than a, a script that I'm reading. So I made those changes already and I think it's helpful. It takes more time, but I think it's worth it. Another change that I'm considering making, and this is also from feedback, is I'm thinking about changing the name of this podcast. I've always known that weirdo could be perceived as pejorative. It might be an insult to some people. I've asked around a lot and the feedback I've generally gotten was that it was a good name and I should keep it. But I've known in the back of my head that there might be some people and one or two people have told me that they don't like that name. They don't like that word. But just recently someone gave me that feedback in a way that I was able to hear much more. So thank you, Sally, for that. You did a good job of kind of framing it in a way to make it really make sense for me. Thinking about what I can name it instead. To get the same concepts, first thing I thought of to change it to is neuroconverse. You hear the word neurodiverse quite a bit. I figured if you cut off the die, add a con, you're taking the idea of neurodiversity and having a conversation around it. I thought that was good as I kept thinking about it. The other option I thought of is neuroconversant. And the reason why I like that is because it's makes you think about neurodivergent, which people on the ends of that bell curve are neurodivergent. And then also think about conversation. Funny thing is, I was thinking conversant had to do with conversation and I simply looked it up to make sure I was spelling it correctly. When I did, I looked at the definition and I remembered what it actually meant, which means a familiarity with something or or an understanding of and I actually like it better because if you are conversant in something, it means you're familiar with almost fluent. So it's kind of becoming fluent with people who are neurodivergent, whether you're one of the people who's on the end of the bell curve, talking to the people in the middle, or you're in the middle, talking to people on the edges, neuroconversant conversant covers that. So I want your feedback. I want to know, Do you want me to keep it? Do you think that how to talk to weirdos is a perfect name? And if one or two people are offended or a handful, so be it. Do you think that neuro converse is better? Do you think neuro conversant is better? Or is there another option I've never even thought of? In the show notes, there's going to be a survey. If you can go in there and tell me what you think, I would really appreciate it. I want to make a change, but I want it to be a change that works for everybody. Feedback is one of those things that's very hard to receive, but it's also one of those things that makes us better. It helps us to evolve into the next iteration, the better iteration of what we're going to be. So give me that feedback, start thinking about how to give feedback to make it easier for other people to receive, and start thinking about how you can receive feedback a little bit more. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of How to Talk to Weirdos. Hopefully you found it both interesting and useful. If either of those things is true, please share. Do you have a friend or a co-worker who could benefit from listening? Maybe a family member you're going to be spending the holidays with? Please send them a link to your favorite episode and see if your conversations don't get just a little bit easier. I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much and have a great week.